Oh baby, we hear the blues are calling. Toss salads and scrambled eggs. A doot and doot doo doo. A doot and doo wah. Whoa. Fantastic. We're back again. This is. We're, We're not, not listening. listening. A Frasier themed recap and advice podcast based on, of course, Frasier, the classic landmark sitcom of the 1990s, widely regarded as one of the best sitcoms of all time. All time. (laughs) All time. Absolutely. (laughs) Of course, I'm here with Molly Shea. And I am Nick Francomano. And we are not listening. Well, we are not listening. Oh, But should we say we are? We are not listening? And then, yeah, yeah. I see the problem there. Well, let's just move on. Today, (laughs) it's a very special day. It's been a long time since you out there in podcast land have heard an episode of We're Not. I thought we were going to go. Oh, Oh, okay. (laughs) We're rusty, folks. It's It's been been a a year. It's been a long time since you've heard an episode of (laughs) We're We're Not not listening. Listening. There we go. That's close enough for rock and roll here on the pod but molly is back in town we're here back in my kitchen our state-of-the-art studio headquarters that's right to bring you a very special edition of i'm not doing it well okay well never mind (laughs) never mind some of you may have wondered what happened to this pod you know the truth is there's a lot of podcasts out there there's too many podcasts I think it mo- mostly it's like neither of us wanted to be on Zoom. No, I never will go on Zoom again. I have yeah. made that promise to myself. I will never Zoom. I, I think, you know, pods could happen in the future, but not through Zoom. No. 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 I just can't do it. Just can't do it. I will never Zoom again. Now that... <laughs> now that we have this brief window of time uh, between coronavirus and monkeypox, we are together to record this special episode, and we will be discussing, we're skipping way ahead into the series. We didn't even make it all the way through season one in the original run weak. of the pod. Just weak. But now we are skipping all the way to season 11, episode 14. Freudian sleep. Freudian sleep, an episode concerning the many dreams that befall our beloved protagonists when they spend a weekend in the mountains and then, you know, we'll talk about it. Yeah, and I think what we decided was we were just gonna get a real stinker for this episode. Is that why you wanted to choose this? Is In your opinion, this is not one of the finest episodes of the show. You'll find out my opinion. That's right, we'll save it but for the cafe latte score portion I, uh, at the end of the show. I googled Worst episode of Frasier, and this one came up in two different listicles. So, by the Frasier community, this is widely considered to be a not, one of the worst one. episodes. Yeah. Well, with that in mind, why don't we just dive right in? Why don't we discuss this episode? It begins, you know, some changes have taken place in the opening of the show since season one. Oh, yeah. First of all, everyone looks like garbage. Yes. Niles, Niles looks, looks like he's real, dying. Niles looks really <laughs> bad. Niles is really, I don't know if um, people listening out there are up to speed on the hairline discourse, but Niles has <sighs> accelerated light years on the Norwood scale. Uh, he had a very acceptable head of hair in season one, and now he is struggling. I mean, it's not even the hair that's the issue for me. He just looks so gaunt. 
and thin drawn and like it's upsetting he looks like one of those geckos where you can see their skeleton moving underneath their translucent skin that's what niles looks like and that is a horrifying sentiment <laughs> but i'm not prepared to say that i disagree with your assessment now the episode begins it's going to be a while before we get to niles the episode begins it seems like among the developments that have taken place over the course of the show in the intervening 11 seasons yeah is that people are not listening to Frasier's show as much as they once did and yes. Frasier is we begin no title card we begin Frasier at the end of an episode of his advice show no one has called into the show all day much like us at some points in time that is true no one has no one's asked us no one we don't know from an hour who's ago. going to be giving uh, or who's going to be receiving our advice later on in the program so in that respect we're really right up there with the big man <laughs> kg kelsey Grammer. <laughs> shout out to you uh kelsey i know that Perry Gilpin, who plays Roz, follows the pod on Instagram. Whoa. Yeah. We've but, made it. Yeah, we never get any engagement from her, but she does follow the pod. That's nice. KG, if you're listening, throw us a follow. Yeah. You know, let's do this. If we reach 10,000 followers on our Instagram, which is at not listening podcast, if we reach 10,000 followers before the end of the day, we will do episodes over Zoom. How about this? If we get Kelsey Grammer to follow us on Instagram. If Kelsey Grammer reposts our post in which we are going to tag him, then, yeah, then we'll do it. Okay. If KG comes on, we'll do a special KG over Zoom. Yeah. That's what I call him. And, you know, Kelsey Grammer, true American, come on. Absolutely. KG, <laughs> we're here for you. We're here for you. Well, I mean, you know, there's a lot going on out there in the world. I know we were focusing on the episode, but now I'm just all over the map here. Yeah, should we do a catch-up before we go in? Well, I was going to say, you know, I don't really, I'm not up to speed on what happened with Kelsey Grammer's divorce from the one who was the real housewife. But I'm now, not either. I, I didn't even see that, that show, and I want to. Now that creepy. we've had this landmark decision in the, and we're going to go there. This is the podcast that goes there. Uh -oh. Landmark decision in the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial. Oh no. Could KG ride this wave back to prominence? Now that the vibe shift is here and now that this podcast is officially sponsored by my close personal friend Peter Thiel. <laughs> <laughs> it <Will>? is. And <laughs> why are we giving up? <laughs> well, see cuz Peter Thiel, that's zero to one. Now we're going one to zero. Okay. So it's all kind of as above, so below, the uncanny unity of opposites. It's all very important stuff. I Peter, thought... if you're listening, on our next episode, our guests will be Peter Thiel, Kelsey Grammer, Perry Gilpin, and Amber Heard's lawyer. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Anyway, what were we even talking about? That's right. The first I scene know. I of think the... you uh, shit the bed there. Oh, whoa! <laughs> hilarious hilarious uh, only seven minutes in absolutely off the rails no clue what we were talking about all right i have my notes open in front of me maybe we both took notes i did not take notes wow wow i, I see. thought we would be watching it again here oh so it is so it's my fault is what you're sure saying. okay 
All right. Um, Roz calls in as a fake advice caller, which we would never do anything yeah, like that on this never show. We, would, done we have never like created that. a fake advice request on this yeah. program. Roz calls in and she basically reiterates the plot of the film Thelma and Louise. Which is pretty funny. Which is funny, and we get a little back and forth, and Frazier figures out that it's Thelma and Louise, and, and he ends the show on her before she can get to the part where she drives the car off a cliff. But then it turns out that in a previous episode, she had called in with another fake advice thing, but as, you know, reiterating the plot of Footloose. Which and is Frazier, really funny that Frazier believed Frazier that one. did not catch that Footloose was fake. He thought that was a real one. So that's interesting. You know, actually... A little personal story about me. Are you footloose and fancy free? I'm not footloose and fancy free. Actually, my father... Never let you dance? (laughs) No. One of the Watergate burglars, G. Gordon Liddy, went on to become a very popular talk show host after he got out of prison. And when G. Gordon Liddy needed callers, my father's best friend was the producer of the G. Gordon Liddy show. So my father would do the stunt calls when they didn't have enough callers for the G. Gordon Liddy show. Whoa. So my dad would call in and he would be all kinds of different people on Liddy. So for all of the people who listen to the G. Gordon Liddy show and to the We're Not Listening podcast, that huge area of overlap, it's that just big, a, that's basically, that Venn diagram is a circle, a I Generational think. lies. Um, <laughs> you really, you know, it's like you're getting two generations of excellence now. If, oh, you, if you were listening to Liddy in the 90s and now you're listening to this, now you've had two generations of Frank Amano's providing you with listening excitement. Oh, that's true. There's just so many problems to be solved. Yes. So many problems to be solved, and there's nothing that really couldn't be solved by shooting out one of the streetlights in front of the Watergate Hotel. So, wait a minute. Does that mean that if you have all of these recordings of your father, you could have, like, a creepy interview with him? That I could ha- I don't have any... Ta- I... I'm ashamed to say that I do not have any tapes of the G. Gordon Liddy show. I do not have any tapes of my father on G. Gordon Liddy. But I I mean, without going too much into my... Uh, Parental trauma? Yeah, I, I was around for some funny moments on Liddy while my father was calling it. Was it Lid? It was Lid. It was Liddy fam. <laughs> it was indeed Liddy fam. All right. Well, just for the record, I ought to say... This show is not actually sponsored by Peter Thiel, now that I let the Liddy thing out of the bag. Yeah. Yeah. Who is it sponsored by? Nobody. If it were sponsored by anybody, we'd still be doing it. Doing it all the time. Elon? If, yeah. If we, had, if we were the able muskrats? to sell you Wee Undies or Casper mattresses or whatever garbage people buy on podcasts, we would still be doing it. And I wouldn't be saying what it was garbage. What about like one of um, like a really bad wine, box wine line? I feel like that would be Is that what they sell on podcasts? What podcast are you listening to where they sell box wine? Ours. That's what would be a oh, great okay. demo. I like on Rogan, he sells the butcher box. Oh, yeah. Where you can get free ground beef for life. With, well, now that I have yeah. a license to kill, I could we could do like a, you know, a hunting box. Absolutely. Well, now we could do like a We're Not Listening Meat Eater crossover. Yeah. So after we have Peter Thiel, after we have Peter Thiel and Kelsey Grammer, we'll have Christian Slater and John Travolta, and then we'll have Amber St- Heard's lawyer. Amber Heard's lawyer. Then on a future episode, we'll have Stephen Ranella to come give you squirrel hunting advice for the environs of Mississippi. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm learning how to kill small game. Outstanding. <laughs> No uh, title card. Moving into the next scene. <laughs> I really hate that 
no title card. We've talked about this before. Yeah, I don't understand why they don't either go all title cards or none title cards, but this one has title cards later on. So and it comes out of nowhere. Yeah, and they're also not very good no. plays on words. Season 11, really. At season 11, much like this podcast, I think they knew the wind was out of their sails. No, because oh. they kept going. We're at least, you know. Season 11 was the last season. I know, but it was still They kept it going for bad. 11 seasons. I, I hate to say this, but they might have had... Some stinkers in 10? It, there might have been nine? some stinkers in 9 and 10. We, we won't know. We won't know because we skipped them. Yeah, we never will watch this show ever again. No, I'm sick of it. But um, so we get to Fraser's house. Yeah, we get to the apartment, and it turns out, here's some exciting news that's happened in the last 10 years of Frasier, or the last 11 years of Frasier. Yeah, Martin. Martin has a girlfriend. His girlfriend is David Hasselhoff's ex-wife from Baywatch. Also, Nina on Just Shoot Me. Yeah. The incomparable Wendy Malick is that actress's name. And it turns out that she is now Ronnie. Uh Uh-huh. Martin Crane's... New girlfriend. Age-appropriate. Really? Well, by twenty TV, years by younger, TV, by TV standards, age Listen, appropriate. Just because she's got a hatchet face doesn't make her the same age as Martin Crane. Well, let's just say that later on in the episode, there's going to be some some cheesecake. There's going to be some more cheesecake, and that's not necessarily by the standards of even this episode of Frasier. It is an age appropriate pairing. It is or isn't? It is. Okay. Because. We'll come to it, but there's some there's some goof scantily clad females in this episode. Oh yes, that's true. Many, many. He's basically in a new entanglement, and Ronnie is excited because she has managed to score a cabin in the woods for her and Marty to run off to for the weekend. Yes, it's her boss's cabin. I don't know what she's supposed to do. I looked on the Fraser Fanpedia. And apparently her occupation is listed as lounge singer. Yeah, and she said something about, like, putting out for the cabin. So I don't know what's that, what the deal with that is. Like, Martin's about that cooked life. Is, well, you know, <laughs> later in this same scene, you think he's Frazier calls hoe? Niles a simp, which oh, is a word, right. a word that is also having a second wow. life right now. So, Man, this episode has cooks, it has simps. Simps, cucks, simps. And then kings. <laughs> I don't know. What else we got? It could be. I mean, anyway. It's bussin'. It's bussin'. It's bussin', fam. No cap. This episode is bussin'. It's Liddy. It's everything. Anyway, we're at the part of the episode where Frazier has come back. He's been having a terrible day. Nobody called into his show. He got his date for Saturday night canceled on him because she wasn't his type. He says her honesty was, quote, not, not refreshing, refreshing, by the way. And worst of all, the th- the re- the true blow to Frasier and a classic Frasier moment, the real thing that gets him down is he just comes home and he wants to have a glass of sherry and he goes and sees that his decanter of sherry is empty. And maybe that's a metaphor for this podcast. Our our sherry is empty. Drained. Gone. Drained. We have stamped the grapes and sucked the juice out of <laughs> this concept. But, you know, we're going out for one last ride on the old dusty trail. All right. Anyway. <laughs> so he's sort of in a sad sack mood and he kind of hears about Martin's plans to go away for the weekend. And kind of invites himself into it on it's that, accident. Yeah, he's 
lamenting that he's going to be spending the weekend by himself while Martin and Ronnie are at the cabin together. And then he has his back turned and Eddie runs into the kitchen. And so Martin says to Eddie, oh, don't worry, little guy. We're not going to leave you behind. Just wouldn't be fun without you there. And Frazier thinks that Martin is talking to him and not to the dog. So then that's how Frazier finds that he's been invited or assumes that he's been invited. And Martin doesn't have the heart to... To you know, kick him while he's down. And so that's when Niles comes over, and it turns out that Niles is also having a bad time. He's having a fight with Daphne, because Daphne is pregnant at this point in the series. He's yes. married to Daphne. She's pregnant, etc. Oh, spoiler alert. Yes, that happens. Spoiler alert. That happens. <laughs> and then later in the episode, Jane leaves. They've got her in the worst fake pregnancy outfit. Oh, and I man. think she was actually pregnant at an earlier point in the series, and they did all the TV things to like hide that she was pregnant. And, and she, now they've got she her. She had a huge like fat episode. Yeah, arc. I think that she had a whole fat arc about how she was pregnant, and I guess that's what maybe this is referencing later in the episode. We'll talk about this. Like it's a uh, spiraling in on itself. Yeah, but they've got the yeah. It's like Lost, basically an important precursor to Lost. Mm, yeah, if you really just follow all the symbolism, it goes back to Frasier. Yeah, abs- not a lot of people know Frasier is a spinoff of Cheers. Lost is a spinoff of Frasier. Yeah, because the guy in Lost, Charlie, was also from Manchester where Daphne is Whoa, from. Whoa, maybe Charlie yeah. is Daphne's future son. <laughs> you're blowing you're blowing my mind now. Now you're now you're officially blowing rebuilding my history. Mind. We are dropping serious Frasier lost crossover red pills on the pod today. I'm afraid that some of the simps, some of the cucks listening out there are not going to be ready for the truth bombs, the nuclear truth bombs that are going to be going off as this pod hits the web. And the real reason why you're disappointed with the ending of Lost is just because you are not a Frasier head enough to understand its true meaning. Yeah, that Frasier was Jesus yes, the whole time. the entire time. The entire time. Oh, because then what happens in the last episode of Frasier? Now we're skipping way ahead. Again, we're way off the rails. But in the last episode of Frasier, Roz has somebody else's baby. And you know what? Like the Virgin Mary. But not just that. Guess how the last episode of Frasier ends? On an airplane. On an airplane. On a flight to Japan that crashes somewhere (laughs) over the Pacific. Flight 8001. Pacific Airlines Flight 8001. That's Roz and Frazier are getting on. The the body in the casket in the beginning of Lost is Frazier. (laughs) Not a lot of people picked up on that symbolism. Not a lot of people picked up on that symbolism. Yeah, and and all the fade-outs that happen on Lost, Mm -hmm. that's just psychology. That's just psychology. And actually, if you, the reason that some of the scenes have a title card and some of the other scenes don't is that if you convert every letter on every title card into like a simple number substitution based on, you know, zero to 26, if you convert every number and every letter in every title card based on that numerical code, it is actually the the number signal from Lost. Oh yeah, you're right. The numbers that I he has to punch that. into the thing. Those are that's actually the numbers are encoded in Frasier. 
I kind of would love to see a side-by-side comparison of all of these, you know, deep cuts. But, Ab- you know, that's a whole nother cast. A, I mean, that's a whole nother pot. Absolutely. But, you know, I'm just teasing it, I guess. I'm just laying it out. I'm teasing it. And unless Daddy Teal's coming through, yes, we're Peter, not doing that. Uh, Peter Teal, <laughs> if you're listening. Well, here's the Peter Teal connection to Lost and to Frasier is that like Q, the Lost, the show was promoted with this viral advertising campaign where it was an alternate reality game where you would go online and like uncover the secrets of the Dharma initiative. Oh God. Obviously you are not as much of a Lost head as I am. I know what you're talking about, but I was not doing that. Okay, so you could go online and like find secret websites where you would get secret messages from the Dharma initiative and it would like tell you the secret meaning of the show. Give us your social security number. I swear to God that I can't believe you are getting some, mad at somebody for having their Instagram account and you were doing this dumb shit. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> I look, I, we were talking earlier about how certain people that I know have, you know, their minds have been colonized by, uh, by the discourse and they are, they can't stop just retweeting blue check political accounts, whatever. That's, that's another thing. What I'm talking about here, I, I haven't even got to the nuclear truth bomb here. I haven't even detonated the bomb that sends us back to 1972 in season three of Lost. Oh God, that's when I tapped out. Yes, this is a Lost podcast now. Uh, (laughs) That the Dharma Initiative alternate reality game is exactly the same, is 100% exactly the same as Q. Oh shit. That everything that, you know, like uh, brain-addled boomers would do, like go on to Facebook and find out the secrets of Q it's 100% based on the viral marketing campaign for Lost. I I swear to God, whoever it was in Jared Kushner's office who came up with the Q campaign, and I don't have, we don't have to get into what the real deal with Q here. No, it's not. It's me. Oh, okay. It was me the whole time. I figured. It was that. me the whole time, Patriots. But <laughs> it's based on Lost, and therefore Lost is based on Frasier. Therefore, Frasier is Q. Well, you know the reason why I'm not susceptible to any of that kind of stuff? Lay it on us. I spent way too much time as like an elementary school kid trying to figure out the series of unfortunate events books because they too had like all these like puzzle quizzy bullshit, like never ending, you know, conspiracy things that I just lost steam for. Yeah, I mean, it's it's well-worn but rich territory. It's like getting people to go from being, in the 1890s, getting people to go from being Freemasons to being into Thelema to being into, you know, fundamentalist Mormonism. Now we have Soak it in, folks. Soak it in. Yeah. Anyway, we were talking about season 11, episode 14 of Frasier. Or Lost. Or Lost. Well, it's... As we've established, it is the, the same, same show. show. Same continuity. It is the Lost Frasier cinematic universe. Yeah, if you play the episodes um, side by side, they all pair up. It's, I mean, it's amazing. And actually, you know, I don't want to say that the explosion in Frasier memes that happened over the course of the last year had anything to do with the very highly influential Frasier memes that I was making for the Instagram of the podcast, that's at not listening podcast. But I will say it's kind of a missed opportunity for Frasier looking, Frasier looking if you're listening, the Instagram page that was just making pictures of Frasier looking out his window at 
different backgrounds. Frazier looking, if you're listening, you need to do a lost one where he's looking out his window at the big Egyptian statue thing. <laughs> okay. That's my Frasier meme of the day. I- I'm just throwing that out there. Anyone can make that if they like. It sounds like I'm going to have to make that. You're going to have to make it, yes. As the Photoshop As person. the only person who knows how to use Photoshop in this room, yes. Okay. Too bad your cat doesn't. Birdie. Yeah. You, me, and the fly on the wall. Um, So, going back to wherever we were, um, Niles ends up being the person that kind of created Frasier's Bad Day or continued it because they got in a kind of a weird car accident sort of thing. Near miss, fender bender, absolutely. And so that means like Frasier is already kind of in a bad mood towards Niles. And he mentions that he's going to be getting rid of his bad mood by basically being the third wheel to this like cabin vacation. And so Niles is kind of like, wait, you're going to go on vacation? I wouldn't take that invitation. I wouldn't accept such an obvious pity invitation is what he says. Yeah. And then Frazier tricks him into accepting another obvious pity invitation because Ronnie and Martin well, are fighting in the other room. What I liked what Frazier said is he was like, well, you weren't invited. Oh, yes. Which is like so funny. <laughs> he knows just how to plant the seed to get old Niles's wheels turning. And I will say we skipped over 11 seasons of show, but one of the things that made this show so popular was that the relationships between the characters were so legible and, and easy to, you know, easy to kind of plug in stuff like that. Yeah. And so basically, uh, Ronnie and Martin are talking in the kitchen, and Ronnie's kind of like, "Ooh, you invited Fraser? Like, yee, maybe not a great idea." And so she's being facetious, and she's like, "Oh, might as well just invite, you know, Niles and Daphne and make it a party." And that's just when Niles enters the kitchen and hears the tail end of that invitation, and it winds up. That now, Niles, Daphne, Frazier, Ronnie, and Martin, and Eddie are all going to the cabin where the meat of this episode really takes place. And I will say, you know, we'll come to our rating of the episode later on, but I did find the kind of, this frame story is very weirdly paced, where this frame story is kind of too long, and then the dreams, I don't want to say the dreams are rushed, because I also feel like there was too much dream, but... I wish there was more variety of dream. Yeah, the dreams were... They had one set that they built for the dream that honestly looked like a standing set for, like, you know, the Call Me Al video that they just reused or something. (laughs) But we'll we'll come to that. We'll come to that. They go to the cabin, and now we have... It's a fake-out because it's the first... Yes, it's the first dream, and it's a fake-out. A spoiler. You're spoiling it. I yeah. I'm spoiling it. But we see that Frazier is in the kitchen the next morning in the cabin, and Daphne comes out in her horrible fake pregnancy outfit. And she's making coffee or something, she's and making, Ronnie and yeah. Martin leave to Ron- do their thing for the day. And then you realize that Niles is dead, and Daphne has married Frazier. And Frazier killed Niles with a wheat thresher. And I will say that, you know, I I appreciate... Talk about symbolism. I appreciate this. I appreciate that we're seeing into Frasier's mind. And the episode kind of hangs a hat 
on how obvious their dreams are. And if you watch season two, episode three of Lost, you'll see the symbolism tie into this. Yes, actually, there is an important wheat threshing scene in not season two, but season four of Lost. Oh. Um, please. <laughs> please. Uh, anyway. This podcast is actually part of the Dharma Initiative alternate reality game. The game never ended. You, There was a person who did win the supply of Dharma Initiative candy bars, but that was a fake ending to the game. The game has never stopped. And everyone else listening, you just lost the game. All right. So basically, you find out that Fraser has killed Niles and... Um, Daphne is pregnant and making him uh, like breakfast and she's trying to find the salt and when she turns the jars around you see that it's Niles ashes and then Eddie is dead too Fraser dreams of Eddie being dead hilarious and then she goes into the other room and when she comes back she comes in a teddy with a baby yeah she comes out spicy lingerie on Jane leaves she's got the baby in her arms and then she and Fraser start making out Frazier wakes up. We see a funny look on KG's face. Oh, yeah. And I would have thought that this would have been like a nightmare, like dream for Niles to have. But, you know, we're just going straight into guilt zone with Kelsey Grammer here. Yes. So then we go to this is we're back in the frame story after this where Frazier comes back down into the kitchen. And this time they're really awake. Or are they? Uh, (laughs) No, they are. And he's talking to Niles. He tells Niles about the dream that he had. I dreamed that you were dead and I killed you and that I was married to Daphne and had a baby with Daphne. And Niles is like making fun of Fraser for his dream Having being so a, transparent. So obvious, Like, yeah. I would be embarrassed about that dream too. A man of your intellect having such an obvious dream. And then uh, Fraser gets kind of mad at Niles and kind of says something about like, oh, do you, you know, deliver your therapy sessions through a little clown drive-thru? Like, yes. I don't know. I thought it was funny. It was um, all right. I, I you know... Niles is right, though. Niles is saying what I thought about the dream in the last scene. That it was was too obvious. Yes. Yeah. And, like, why did Frasier's dream have so many jokes in it? You know, like, if you were dreaming something, I get that it's a sitcom and the people watching have to have some yucks. They have to have an average yuck per minute to keep the thing up. That's why alt media, like, this podcast is so popular. (sighs) Well, I mean... I feel like you just, you and probably I want it to be uh, a popular topic on the podcast, Cronenberg-esque, and you know, her eyes would be like flipping in the back of her skull or some crazy yeah, stuff Yeah, or like, like she would like vomit the baby into the frying pan and serve it to Fraser for breakfast. Yeah. Or something like that. Or like something with like the brood where yeah, like, the baby is murdered. I love you, right? Great. <laughs> yeah. Well, it does. I guess it is in a cabin in the Pacific Northwest. So it really could have been like a Twin Peaks Lynchian in the black room, in the Red Lodge, whatever. You know, but no. No. Frazier's not brave. Frazier is not brave enough to go there. It was an artifact of a different era of media. Yeah. But he's, it, a, he's a basic bitch. Yeah. Shameful. And so basically, they all just try to go back to bed. Or do they? Or do they? And then we go to the second dream, which is Frasier has two dreams. Which is, all right, continue. We could have lost this whole dream, although I believe this dream is the source of an incredible gif 
but I did not know the Frasier Gifts origin. Oh, of the... But Frasier goes back to the radio station, and he dreams that, you know, no one's calling into the show, no one's listening to the show. In his dream, the microphone and the mixing board are all covered with thick cobwebs, and Roz tells him, you know, if you don't get any calls today, you're fired, the show's canceled, whatever. And then they hear the call coming, and it's it, it's one phone is ringing in a room with like a million phones, and so it's Frasier answering millions of phones, and I feel like that is a gif, like Frasier uh, going through all of I the ringing phones. I thought it was going to be the uh, phone, the other phones that are covered in cobwebs, which is also pretty funny yes. visual. Oh yeah, we get a little Thumb and Louise callback where, you know, Roz is laughing and she's got the handkerchief on her head. Well, whatever. Moving on. Yeah. Now we get a title card. We do? What does it say? It's Sweeney Tot. Like Sweeney Uh, Todd. That's awful. Well, it's because... Well, we'll we'll get to why it's because, but now we're in Niles' dream. And Niles is on this set that is like a surrealist fantasy nursery. I appreciate that Niles had better art direction in his dream. Yeah, that Niles' dream was a little more campy, even. A little... Yeah. Yeah. And Niles is having an anxiety dream about his impending fatherhood. And he hears Daphne's voice screaming from off stage about, you know, feed the baby. Oh, feed the baby. Do I now you we're know, just whatever. doing Alice again. Yeah, I'll do. I won't do the voice. Um, but suffice it to say, she's he young, like bakes he, a baby into a pie. Yeah, he's trying to balance having the baby and having all his responsibilities. And this is like, again, even this one that's supposed to be more sophisticated is still very, very Flat. on the nose. Yeah, because it's like. What about your responsibilities, Niles? Your other, all you have to balance. And, and I was like, what responsibilities? Well, he's a psychiatrist, and oh, okay. You know, you know if you're a bad Mental. enough, if you're a bad enough psychiatrist, people uh, kill you. Well, they kill themselves. Oh, well, well. Oh. Trigger warning yeah. for that. Um, <laughs> T.W. Self harm. Uh, what were we saying? Anyway, the baby is on a belt saw. The baby is on a table saw. Trigger warning, table saws. Um, Baby's cut in half. Happens in the Bible. It's okay. Um, (laughs) And then he bakes the baby into a pie. Right. And he tries to take the baby out of the oven to get the bottle on the other side of the room, and he drops the baby. And it shatters on the floor. Porcelain baby shatters into a million pieces. And so then Niles wakes up. And I can't, no, wait, no, we go to another dream, don't we? Well, you we, took notes. I did it. Yeah, we go, then we go straight to Daphne's dream. Right. Which is a wake up fake out again. Yeah. But it's, Daphne comes down from the kitchen where Frazier is playing chess with himself. Very Frazier. Yeah. Also like, you know, kind of a playing with yourself. That's what oh. Daphne's dreaming about. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, that's you know, a that's a reach. It's a reach. To reach around. Hey, uh, I was waiting for that. Yeah. I was. I thought you were gonna get to that. I thought I, I was going to too. Yeah. You beat me there. Uh, <laughs> beat, beat off. off. <laughs> ah, still got it, baby. <laughs> All right, let's, let's see if I remember which one is the rim shot here. That's the rim job. <laughs> hey, oh whoa. I like that one. I. Well, I it's thought jazzy. I. I thought I had a badoom, but I don't. No. So anyway. <laughs> Frazier is badooching himself. Yeah, Frazier is playing chess with himself in the other room or in the kitchen. Daphne comes down and she's still in her fake pregnancy outfit, but 
apparently she's she's getting a snack out of the fridge and Fraser's like that's okay you're eating for two and she's like I had the baby five months ago I just haven't yeah. lost the baby weight yet and then every shot she's in a bigger, bigger and, and bigger, bigger fat suit and so, like, she keeps on kind of getting bent out of shape and just, like, talking about how, you know, she's going to get back to her exercise regime and all this stuff. And then uh, there's, like, a knock on the door, and a sexy service lady comes through. It's She's a plumber. She's a, a sexy plumber. plumber in a yellow bikini, comes to the door, and it is like What a- color was the bikini? <laughs> <laughs> she was a teeny weeny. It was not polka dot, but it was yellow. And listen, don't. I took notes. That's why I remember. Um, <laughs> right. Molly. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but she comes to the door. And this is what I was talking about because she's like 19. Oh, she, is that why you were. Okay. That's why I remember. Yeah. No, she's like 19. That's why I was talking about the age. I was. First off, I think it's a thing that people talk about on podcasts now age gap discourse. Right. Um, so I was just trying to get in on that. Horn mm-hmm. in. Trying to mind that gap. I was. Yeah. And the th- then, like, Niles whisks her away upstairs to deal with a plumbing problem yes, in their you bedroom. To, you have to check the leaky pipe in the bedroom. And, I mean, how can you really be even offended or concerned when he whisks her away with such pizzazz? Yeah, he says Not a he, he straight <laughs> bone in that body. She is safer than she's ever been in that situation. And so basically, like, Daphne's oblivious in this situation to what's going on with that visitor. Yeah, well, she says, isn't he clever getting a plumber at this hour of night? He's Ugh. on top of everything. Right, and then there's another knock on the door. There's another knock on the door, and it's another bikini woman, and it's the cable lady. Yes. And I do not remember what color her bikini was. Okay. But there is a third bikini that I do remember the color of it because it's germane to the plot. Oh, I know what color that is, too. Uh, so, thank you. See? See? You I know. didn't need to take notes for that. Um, <laughs> because this is the, that's the most disturbing thing. This is the funniest part of the whole this dream the, sequence. This is, is the say. most dream sequence part of the whole dream sequence is that Frazier says something about like, oh, it's incredible he finds the time to, to hire all these people because he's spending all his time sleeping with other women. Right. And Daphne's like flipping out. She's like, what do you mean he's sleeping with other women? And she's buffing up. She's getting fatter and fatter. Yeah. And then... Uh, quote unquote Martin Crane comes in and it's another extremely beautiful like swimsuit model but she's in a red plaid swimsuit that's like the same plaid as his shirt as Martin Crane's shirt. Does she even have a cane? I can't remember. And she has a little cane that she walks in with and it's so disgusting but then it's like kind of amazing. Yeah then Niles comes out and takes his father who is this Baywatch type woman into the next room and that that's like the most dream part of the whole thing i feel like right and so then daphne wakes up and just starts wailing on niles being like how could you you know yes which is like you know women do be doing that women do be doing that based Uh, I'm just, hey, I'm just telling it how it is, man. I'm just telling it how it is. They do, these ladies they, do be doing They that. do be blaming you for your... Uh, for their dreams. For, yeah, yeah. for their broken dreams. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, we're Whoa. talking about bass. Whoa, that's, that's different. That's different. Uh, you know, I, I, as an ally of women, would never say anything like that. Molly is a fifth columnist for team men, for the patriarchy. <laughs> 
oh, a whole God. other story. But, uh, like, so then don't they all go downstairs together? Let's see. Let's go back to my notes. Oh, yeah, it's enough to wake the dead. They're all waking up. They all get together in the kitchen and... Uh, and Daphne goes down to see Fraser first, and she's kind of in a like, oh no, is this gonna be a repeat of my dream situation? Yes. She comes down to the kitchen, she winds up telling Fraser that Niles had a dream too, and she tells Fraser about Niles' dream, and Fraser is ecstatic that his dream was as obvious. As basic bitch. Yeah. As his is. And so we get that. Then Niles comes down and Niles tries to make his dream seem more complicated. Frazier sees through it. Daphne gets angry at Niles for cheating on her in the dream. And they all start fighting and bickering. And the line that I wrote down, I thought this was the funniest line. Frazier says, whom do I have to hug away my night terrors? Oh, boy. And I was like, wow. Rough. Yes. But also, doesn't she say, go send yourself some flowers? Oh, because, yeah, because he's saying her, in in Daphne's dream, Frasier is saying, I'll have Roz send you some flowers over and over again. Yeah. Which I don't know if that's a reference to something that happened in another episode or what. But. Well, and also, like, I didn't really think about Daphne's dream until, uh, I think even Frasier might have expanded on it, but, like... Basically, Daphne has every right to feel this way because she stole Niles as a sexy service person oh, out from under the marriage. Amazing. That's true. I so mean, she is guilty and, and they processing this they with her baby of broken marriages. That's amazing that they never addressed that on the episode, that that is they kind of totally allude what to that it. They dream is about. Sexy service ladies, which is she is. Yeah. Wow. That's right. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, and so basically Martin comes down and is like, you know, you guys with your problems, just go to bed, kind of like stuff it. Mm-hmm. And Sage advice. He goes to the other room, and now we get the best dream of the episode. I think the high point of the episode, Martin's dream. I beg to differ, but okay, let's go. Wow, okay. All right, so we get Martin's dream. It's Martin. It's like another fake out where Martin walks out of the kitchen and then it's a smash cut to the other room that Martin walks into. And Martin is like the Frasier, Daphne and Niles follow Martin into the other room. And they're like, you were right about everything. Such a, a dad dream. You were right about everything. I think that's like my, my, my dad likes the movie Hostel because the dad is right. Hostel, the horror, like the torture movie? Oh, wait. What's the one with Liam Neeson? Taken. Taken. Yes. He loves that movie because he's like, the dad was right. He said not to go on vacation. He said not to do that. And they did it anyway. Honestly, it, you know, you hear about that kind of thing happening all the time. Dad's being right? Well, no, not just that. About, you know, Europe being full of... Uh, perverts know, yeah, and dangerous, traffickers. Dangerous perverts. Yeah. Well, and so... Do you want to do the reveal for what this Martin dream is? Because well, I, I mean, please. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do it justice. Okay. So, Martin is saying, you know, you are all complaining about all your stupid problems. Well, I have worse problems. I got shot in the hip, and my wife is dead, and whatnot. Uh, and you know, I got an old. My dog is gonna die soon, and so am I, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But what I do is I look at the good things in my life, and so then they start singing on the sunny side of the street. And Martin takes off his bathrobe. He has an elaborate white tie tuxedo underneath. Ronnie is there. Wendy Malick, the girlfriend, is there. First, she's playing the piano in her bathrobe. Then she comes out in her evening gown. And they're on, like, an elaborate 
Vegas lounge cabaret stage with showgirls and they sing on the sunny side of the street and it's just a nice moment you know they do a little dancing they do a little business and he sings just he sings okay he sings fine (laughs) and in my read one of the most dead performances I've ever seen no life behind anyone's eyes all the razzle dazzle just a big bummer not anything to write home about well, <laughs> you know, that's this is the good thing about this podcast is it covers the full spectrum. Yeah, because like I wanted to really like that razzle-dazzle scene, but I was like, this is just really dying. Mm. And it made me bummed. Well, the good news is it was short. That's the end of the episode. And maybe you thought this was the highlight. Yeah, this they, is much better. They roll the credits over. Will you please? So they roll the credits over, and um, everybody's back in the kitchen, and they're all chatting and getting along a lot better. And Ronnie takes a giant turkey out of the oven and then decides to place it right on the floor for Eddie the dog to eat up. Yes, and Eddie gets to eat a giant roast turkey, and it is revealed that this is Eddie's dream. Roll, yes. roll credits. Roll credits. That's the episode. And I feel like we've covered it now in extreme depth. Uh, what would you say your cafe latte score for this episode is? Honestly, On a I, scale of 1 to 10, cafe's latte. I feel like I have hated other episodes we have covered on the podcast more. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go back and figure out what the lowest score I've ever given was. But I will give this a 4 cafe lattes four cafes latte from molly i would say that i rate this episode at four and a half cafes latte and you gave the extra half for the razzle dazzle i was Martin yes i gave the extra half for the razzle dazzle i mean i guess it was nice to know that like you could see Maybe if we're going to go back into our former um, explanations of uh, gender studies and, you know, uh, sex theory with uh, Martin Crane, maybe this is the first time he's able to really show what the actor is like and a lot more swishy, a lot more... Yeah, I mean, I I appreciated that. I feel like if you have a guy who's capable of doing this sort of classic vaudeville yeah. on your show for 11 years, you got to give him a chance to, to and, let it shine. And they waited until the last season. <laughs> yes, they waited until he was on death's door. But I liked it. And I, you know, he it, he throws his cane away. He's see, got he, a great know. smile. but yeah. all, And it wasn't even him, but like the showgirls behind him were all kind of like, wah, 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 mm. wah, wah, wah. Yeah. Know. Well, they probably had to do it without the music. Ooh. Yeah, which that, is, yeah. That felt, that's what it felt like. Yeah. You're right. Anyway, we're now, we're coming to the advice portion of the show. So let's stop, let's stop here for a second and see who we've got to call in for our advice segment. On the line with us today with an important question for the We're Not Listening podcast, Susie in Saskatchewan. Susie, we're not listening. Hi, Molly and Nick. Um, my question for you is, I have been exiled back to my Canadian hometown. Terrible, terrible. <laughs> it's brutal, but how do I get my cool LA friends to commit to plans when I come and visit them 
and only have a couple of days to see them when the typical way of making plans in LA is make a bunch of them and then like cancel all out. of them pick the one you or, like yeah. the most wow that's yeah. a that's a great question Susie and I gather that you know you are trapped in Canada you cannot return you are on the frozen wastes, taking your dog sled to work every day. You only have limited time for fun in the sun while you're here in sunny California. I don't know. Yeah, this isn't anything I empathize with at all. Yeah, I know. I mean, um, I've been so I, I, you know, since we've all asked, you know, talked, I've moved to Mississippi. And so I am literally recording this podcast like the last full day that I'm in town in L.A. And so, you know, I empathize a lot with, like, trying to make plans with people. And I've kind of realized that you just kind of have to throw a lot of spaghetti on the wall and what sticks sticks. And the people who didn't make plans with me, you know, they're dead to me. Mm-hmm. So, Susie, are you willing to name the people who flaked on you and that are dead to you on the podcast? Yeah, we'd are love Are you willing to put to them on blast? Them. Uh, I don't know if you've heard, but this cancel culture thing is really hot right now, and I would like well, to get Well, I have it someone I want to put on the spot. Oh. Yeah. Let's hear it. Okay, so I had an art show on Sunday, um, and my friend Badly was supposed to be there, and they were complaining about a little tummy issue, a little tum-tum issue. And then uh, I called them and I was like, where are you? And they were like, oh, I have appendicitis. I'm in the hospital. What a dork. <laughs> and like my appendices, my appendix might burst any moment now. So Susie, is anybody who's flaked on you on your trip so far, has Had it been appendix. because of a life-threatening medical issue? Yeah. And then this, this, the bozo has the nerve to tell me that they also got COVID on top of it. Hilarious. So Disgusting, anybody who has, has like given you a whack excuse like that, done, out of your life forever. You know, I'm Canadian, so we like to keep it polite and nice. Oh, a little buffer. Um, don't want to name names, but I've already had one friend who I've got floor seats at the Dodgers stadium to see John Mayer and Dead and Company next week. And we bought the tickets together and... Um, they're supposed to be 250 American, but in Canadian, that's like $390. And she told me she forgot, and she's going to Italy instead. What? Wow. So I mean, you spent almost 400 loonies, I believe they're called, 400 loonies on these tickets. And this this young woman is so leaving you in the lurch. Are you grateful that she's dead to you now? Oh, hilarious. <laughs> Well, I wish she would have paid me back first before she died. Oh. oh. Wow. Shit. Terrible. That's Ooh. rough. That's rough, Susie. I mean, I guess Molly's advice is just what I would say for future reference. Overplan and underdeliver. Yeah. Uh, well, also, like... Flake on them before they can flake on you. I mean, I would totally flake out on a Grateful Dead concert, too. Absolutely would flake on a Grateful Dead concert <laughs> myself. But I would never make the promise to go. I'd be like, ew, get that trash away from me, you knucklehead. No, I'm not going to that concert. And then I wouldn't owe you any money. Uh, that's... I mean, that's true. It's It's... It's the tough but loving that maybe you needed to hear, Susie. But you know what? Would you would you flake on a Nickelback concert or a Tragically Hip concert or 
dare I say, a Sum 41 concert. I'd flake on all of them. But I would say that there is another listener in the Frasier Sphere fan base. They're all the way in New Mexico, but they would pounce on that John Mayer ticket. And maybe you. So, so Chaz, there's, that. there's Chaz, a free ticket. Chaz, Come on down. Oh, wow. That's nice. <laughs> Chaz, we're going to put you in touch, Susie. We're just yeah, going to. Yeah, he's the horse guy. Susie, I'm just going to read your phone number off here. And when this episode <laughs> goes live, Chaz will be able to call you. And have a date to see John Mayer. He also looks like a busted up version of John Mayer, too. So you're in luck. Double oh, love there. But um, what was I going to say? Oh, also, like, uh, we did not flake on you. So Yeah, it's true. Susie, exactly. we could have. Behind the scenes moment is that we had Korean barbecue with Susie last night. That's true. Very nice. Yeah, as, a, as an Albertan slash from Saskatchewan, I like to make sure I have beef everywhere I go because we have the grade A Alberta beef. And so thankfully my friends were able to help me do that and we beefed it up. Now, well, today's episode is brought to you by Peter Thiel and the Alberta Beef Council. <laughs> Use promo code not listening at checkout for 15% off ribeyes. Certified grass-fed Alberta ribeyes. Thank you for calling in, Susie. Yes, long-time listener Susie. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Okay, on the line we have long-time not-listening superfan Dylan. Dylan is calling in with a question of critical importance, and I'm so glad that we're able to squeeze this pressing issue in before we wrap things up on the pod today. Hello, Dylan. Hi, Dylan. We are not listening. Hello, hello, guys. It's it's an honor and a privilege to be on the air with you and a long time not listening fan, as you said. And uh, yeah, I have a... I have quite a dilemma on my hands, and I, you know, I, I, I beg your help. Okay, well, lay it on us. All right. So, you're gonna find this disgusting, I'm, I'm sure, but I am forgetful of brushing my teeth at night, uh, and I also just recently uh, had to start wearing a mouth guard, and I keep forgetting to do that. And it's it's a big dilemma, as you can see. So your question is, what to do about what plaque? to do about what, what what should I do about that? What's what's the best uh, what's the best uh, you know advice you can give? Well, I'm so me? glad that you asked this because since I have the... some solutions to this too, but I'm gonna hear your take first, Nick. Uh, well, 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 please, Molly, please, please. <laughs> All right, have you ever considered hiring like a BDSM lady? To like yell Whoa. at you into like wearing your mouth guard every night. Okay. <laughs> First off, <laughs> I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna come out and say it. Molly, your take is a little indie sleaze revival. And over here, I am a TikTok sex negative. Oh, that's uh, right. Influencer. Okay, I am sex negative now. Are I, you a fake Valsell? I am. I. A personal update for me, I am, in fact, now a fake cell. Uh, I know I'm going to be canceled <laughs> by my bros in the deep web, but I am a fake cell now. But uh, that's a different question. I'm just saying, you know, oh, that's very 2000s. Yeah. Very 2000s, Molly. I'm here in 2022 where we are against sex, S-E-G-G, positivity. Well, it's not a sex thing, you know? It's a... That's please. what these... That's what these... 
perverts always say. That's what these perverts always say, and it is a sex thing. My advice for you, Dylan, Molly says do some dumb sex thing like, oh, yes, mistress, I will I brush mean, my teeth. Come on, okay? Paul Giamatti is doing it. might be the only it. way at this Paul point. Giamatti is doing it. It's over. It's, oh, is he? It's on Billions. Oh, I don't want to. Please that. try to keep up. Well, this is the Billions podcast. Uh, we're it's here the talking. Lost we're podcast. talking about Dominic Lewis today on the show. <laughs> Dominic Lewis, Paul Giamatti. It's a wonderful thing. Sex is canceled. Sex is over. No one's doing it anymore. And you should not. Oh. Yeah, yeah, oh, 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 okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry that you're so coom brained in your goon cave that you can't get with the times. <laughs> the thing that you must do is to save your teeth, first off, sex, canceled. Toothpaste, also canceled. Do you know what's in toothpaste, Dylan? Uh, Fluoride. Yeah, Fluoride canceled. is in toothpaste, which is proven <laughs> to calcify the pineal gland, preventing you from receiving higher vibrations from the Pyramid of Osiris as featured in season four of Lost. <laughs> Thank you for calling. Wait, wait, Thank wait, you for wait, calling. Wait, wait. <laughs> Question over. But I did Is have that some follow-up. Oh, fo- please follow up, Molly. Like, um, what do you? F- how do you feel about water picks? Both of you. Uh, uh, that's not a sex thing, is it? No. no. Molly, having used no. the bathroom at my house, you know that I do have a water pick. Not only am I a fake... Do you use I'm, it? I, not only am I a fake cell, I am also a fake no brush. Uh, I do, in <laughs> fact, brush my teeth. I, I am a poser. I just try to fit in with the right-wing bodybuilder community on Twitter uh, by pretending that I don't brush my teeth. I do brush my teeth. I do use my water pick. I do floss <laughs> every day. And if you can't remember to do it, I can't help you. Whoa. Whoa. Maybe it's time to take a little responsibility, young man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Or maybe you should just put a bunch of fluoride in those those teeth tanks of yours. Oh, yeah. Just like overdose on it. Pure fluoride. Honestly, people always say that it calcifies your pineal gland. And if you actually cut a human brain in half down the center line, and I'm not kidding now. If you take a human brain and you cut it in half, you know, into two hemispheres, the print of the inside of the brain actually looks exactly like the Egyptian hieroglyph for the eye of Horus. And the pupil of the eye of Horus matches up to the pineal gland perfectly. So And it's all brought to you by Colgate. It's all well, I mean Cole Stargate. Oh. Starring starring Kurt Russell. Not not MacGyver. Kurt Russell, movie Stargate only. Thank you. This is We're Not Listening. Before we get going, okay, we have some podcast updates. Some of the lives we've touched through our advice. Would you like to hear some of our advice updates? Wow, I'd love to hear a touching update on some of the advice we've given. Yeah, so um, Tracy, uh, who asked about grad school in one of our episodes. Oh, did she go? Yeah, she went to Ohio. She's in Ohio right now. Oh, well, that's not what we told her to do, though. But you know what? Made a decision. She did make a decision. So I think we can still take credit for that. And uh, also, our, our friend Alice was, question, was uh, you know, really wondering whether or not she should get a cat. Guess who cat sat that cat? Oh, wow. So Alice got the cat. And then abandoned it into my care. 
<laughs> well, still, I feel like you know now that now that this may be the last episode of of we're not listening for I, some time. I think I have one more update. Oh, good, good. The one that had the like beefy boyfriend, and she was afraid of him because he was a model. Oh yeah, did they break up? Um, yeah, and then she just got some other hot boy to be her boyfriend. Oh, well, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. those are our updates. Those are our updates. For those of you who are wondering about all the little dangling threads that we left hanging, like on Lost, now they've been snipped. The whole package, the franchise, is completely wrapped up, and anything that comes out after this will be part of the Obi-Wan Kenobi Cinematic Universe. All owned by Disney. All, yes. Uh, we have recently been acquired from Peter Thiel by the Walt Disney Corporation. It's been an honor. All right. Uh, Until next time, whenever that may or may not be, we're we're not not listening. listening.